What's up, everybody? Super excited about today's episode with Gabriel DeSanti, a super, super successful online videographer and photographer. What's really cool about this episode is that we recorded it live in Madison Square Garden, New York City. Super stoked. Talk about how to be content with what you have and how to kill it on Instagram. Hey, what's up, Gabe? Welcome to the show. Thank you, man. So uh, <laughs> it's your first podcast. I feel privileged. And, and everyone that's listening, it's not because Gabe is not a cool dude and that nobody wants him on his podcast. He's just really young and at the same time is killing it. I appreciate that. No, so no really, much. though. And all that I just said right there is meant in all compliments because um, I, I'm picky with like creativity and like art and photography and stuff. And you sh are straight killing it. Like yeah. I know a good picture and a good video when I see it. So thank you very much. I, I, I really, I think it's really awesome. I think I definitely am hard on myself when it comes to the creative field. So that that really does mean a lot to me, and I appreciate that so much. Just real quick, give us a little elevator pitch. Like, who are you? What do you do? And how can they uh, get a hold of you? Sure. So I'm Gabe Desanti. Uh, I'm a photographer and videographer from Connecticut in the United States. Um, my platform of choice is Instagram, so my Instagram tag is at gabriel.desanti, D-E-S-A-N-T-I. Tell me real quick, like, how did you end up, like, into photography? I mean, like, did you say, like, oh, I want to take a picture one day, or did you always have the creative juices? Sure. And then how did you go from realizing, when and did you realize that, and how did that start? I love this question. So I'm going to go way back to when I was 13 years old, and that's when the Way story, back, dude. So seven years. <laughs> Seven years. <laughs> that's when that's when this whole story started. So when I was 13 years old, I had a YouTube channel, and I made videos about Call of Duty, and I grew that channel to 10,000 subscribers over the course of two and a half to three years, and that was my first taste at creating, and the creating process. So it started at that, and then after like two and a half to three years, I needed I needed to move on and do something else, and. At that time, I was in high school, and my high school had asked if anyone could use a camera, basically, to, uh, to film the sports videos. And I knew how to edit videos because of YouTube and, and creating those Call of Duty videos. So I was like, yeah, I can learn how to use a camera just because I knew how to edit. So I knew the basics. And so I, I did that. Never, never in a million years would have thought shortly later I'd be considered a photographer yeah um, and it wasn't until after high school when I was working my full-time job when I bought my first camera that I absolutely just fell in love and it just changed my life forever tell me about what your thoughts are on how like traditional media is kind of phasing out tell us about the opportunity that's available if you're a storyteller if you have something to say if you have something you want other people to hear it's the best time to be alive you know old old media was for people who ten, usually were wealthy, right? How, how would you get on a radio station when 20, 30 years ago? You had to know someone who really knows someone or you were someone, right? Today, you started a podcast yep, and anyone can hear it. There's people on Instagram, like photographers, like in your niche, yep. that are plenty famous just using their smartphone. Exactly, you know, and that goes for videographers, photographers as well. How, how would you create videos years ago? 
you would, you would be a television producer. You know, now you upload to YouTube or you upload to Facebook or Instagram or whatever the platform of your choice is, and anyone in the world can see it if you're doing it the right way. Yeah, and there's and back then there was there was gatekeepers, so there's only room for so many. Yep. Creative now it's an open market; anybody can participate. Anyone. In it. Let's talk about how the the current state of the media has allowed you to to work remotely. I mean, you're all over the place. Yeah. You know, uh, you were recently where? I was recently in Bali, Indonesia for two months and Sydney, Australia for two months. When I got to Australia, I had 30 days at a house. But after those 30 days that were originally planned, I had to find somewhere else to go. And there was a point where I woke up in the morning and I didn't know where I was staying that night. And it was great that I made friends because I was able to text a friend and, um, and kind of figure out a place to stay. And luckily a friend reached out and he said, hey, if you need to crash on my floor, you can crash on my floor. And that's kind of the story of, of my past four months is, you know, finding a place to stay wherever you can, whether it's a floor, a couch, a yoga mat, an air mattress, and kind of just making it happen. Like, did you just save up a bunch of money and then just like kind of spend it all for four months? Or, or is it actually, possible to do that like like tell me about that sure Mm. but um i'll I'll get really raw here and i'll i'll just break down the financials for you i I appreciate it this is exclusive hey rob you're not on this part no i'm just kidding (laughs) hey by the way for those listening rob is right here (laughs) rob's still here he's robbing the airtime just a quick clarification that is actually rob johnson he was trying to steal airtime while we were doing the podcast interview so check him out last podcast interview also, feel free to follow him at Meet the Creatives NY on Instagram. Now back to the interview. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, brother. So when I left home, like I said, I was only supposed to be gone for a month and a half. The day before I left, I went to the bank and I withdrew $3,500. It was all the money I had. So about two and a half weeks into the trip, when I extended it for the first time, I was like, okay, this is when I need to really start budgeting my money because I knew I only had $3,500 and I was going to stretch it to the last penny. You remember the guy I was trying to hook you up with in, 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 um, over in Indonesia? Um, yes. His name is Jasper. Yes. And he's another videographer. And he happened to be there at the same time you were. He, thought he has this syndrome called gas. Okay. And he calls it, he's like, yeah, a lot of people have gas. You know, it's, just, it's a funny you know, way. But it stands for gear acquisition syndrome. Talk to us about that. I really respect your, your ability to have self-control and to budget. Thank you. I think we waste money when we really don't need, we, you know, we, we, we can do without more. 100%. So I definitely will touch on that. And I just want to extend it beyond gear, but just things in general that we would like, you know, like going out to eat or buying that, that cool piece of tech that you don't necessarily need for your business, but you need, you think you need because everyone else has it, right? Like a month before my trip, I had bought my ticket and I had no money. I had like $100 in my bank account. And I had all this <laughs> stuff. I had a Jeep that I sold, my boosted board I sold, whatever other miscellaneous items that I had that I didn't think I needed for the time that I was away, I just sold it. And that's how I was able to come up with the funds to go on the trip. And I, you know, I just learned that the experiences and being away, that was way better than, you know, going out to the bar that night or going to a fancy restaurant or buying that new piece of gear because being away and meeting the people that I met and having the experiences that I experienced outweighed it, outweighed that new piece of gear or that other tech or that miscellaneous item by a landslide. There was a point on this trip where I actually, someone who I met up with had like 
the dream camera, right? Like the the body itself is six thousand dollars. Really? Dang. It's like all you, all the people at the top have this camera, right? And so I kind of had to bring myself back because I was like, wow, I really would love that camera. How can I get it? And immediately I just start thinking, okay, like I could put it on my credit card. I can. How can I, how can I put my get my hands on it, right? And then I kind of had to just draw myself back and maybe humble myself a little bit and be like, I have everything that I've been asking for. And uh, and also, have I used to its full potential what I already have? Right. Because many times we get something and then we want something else and something else and we don't maximize what we already have. Right. What kind of advice would you, would you give to somebody who is, uh, who wants always to buy the new gear, et cetera? Sure. How, how, what would you say to help bring them down back to earth and to really work with what they have? So it comes down to what your end goals are. For me, I realized that the goal isn't to have that next camera because in the end, only I'm going to know that I have that next camera. It's really, for me, about the experiences that I can create and, and where I can go. And the camera is just the tool that captures what I'm doing. So, for example, you know, my, my plane ticket, plane tickets, you know they're not cheap, Joel. Mm-hmm. Um, the camera that I would want is $6,000 just for the body. You're talking like ten, twelve thousand dollars $12,000 just with, with lenses and all that. I think about that, and then I think about how many places I can go for $12,000. You know, that's, that's the thing that brings me back down. So the traveling to me and to my branding is so important that I can, that, that I'm okay with not getting that next big piece for now. And I think that that's what a lot of people should think about is what's really important. What are you really trying to do? And that will answer it. You'll find your answer right there. The last major topic that I want to talk to you about is something I really admire is your Instagram. But break break it down because how many followers do you have right now? 14,100. And those are legitimate followers that you've worked for. And tell us about your business development strategy. Break it down. Why is, is engagement important? Why is it important? And then we'll get into actually the strategy in a minute. So engagement is 100% important. It's the most important thing on social media. You know, the follower count doesn't matter. The engagement is what matters. That's what brands are looking at. That's what other people are looking at. You, the, when someone follows me and I see that they have 18,000 followers, the first thing I go and look at is maybe their first or second most recent post and see what their engagement is. If, and how do you tell that? Like for those who are listening, like what, what's the definition of engagement? Sure. So the amount of comments mm-hmm. that you get and the amount of likes that you get. If you have 18,000 followers and you're getting 200 likes, I'll tell you right away, there's a 95% chance that those followers are not real. One thing that I want to say that I, I, I'm not too sure when I heard this or who, I, who said it, but this is one piece of advice that if you walk away with anything regarding social media, it would be this, is create community and not fans. And that's really what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to build community within the photography field. Every day that goes by, I just try to improve more and more on that topic. And But so far, I think I've been doing a good job. I engage back. I comment back all the time. Uh, people send me DMs. I respond to every single DM. Not that I'm getting loads of DMs. I wake up, maybe I have two or three a day. But I respond to every DM, even if it's not something that I want to respond to. You know, Respect everyone. Treat everyone as you would want to be treated. If someone's saying, I want to grow my Instagram page... 
organically, legitimately, what do I actually do? What's the actual steps? Sure. Like, what was your strategy to grow yours? It all just keeps coming back to engagement. And so my, my journey or my strategy, so to speak, um, some of you may know it by the Gary V. $1.80 strategy. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's basically commenting, liking, and engaging with people who don't follow you, but people that you know already like your content. First, let's, let's ask the question, how do you know that people like the same things that, that you're posting? What, I'm going to use myself as an example. So what I do is I post 30 hashtags on every post. They're curated to me, to what I'm posting, so they're photography and videography hashtags. After I post, I will go into my hashtags that I used and comment and like on the people posting in those hashtags. The reason I'm doing this is because I know the people posting in these hashtags are posting something that they like, which is also what I like, which is and what I'm posting. And their followers like the same, because you guys post on the same topic, their followers and your followers could crossbreed. Correct. So by liking and commenting on their post, they're able to find me because I'm engaging with them. And it doesn't mean right away they're going to come look at my profile, there's a slim chance that they're gonna look at my profile. And that's why I said it's a slow process, but if one person does it a day, one person times 365 is 365 more followers than you had the year before. I really appreciate your time on the podcast, man. No problem. Um, everyone, you gotta go follow him. Again, it's what? Gabriel.desanti, G-A-B-R-I-E-L dot D-E-S-A-N-T-I. And uh, yeah, keep it up, man. I'm rooting for you. Thank you, bro. Of course, dude. I appreciate dude. you. Thank you for having me on. Fist bumps uh, for those who couldn't see that. And I can't wait to chat again soon. Wow, what an epic episode. Seriously, these episodes are getting better and better and better. And I'm just thoroughly thankful for the fact that you would take your time to listen and to be inspired and empowered. Go ahead and visit EmpowerGuard.org for more resources as well. If you want to stay in touch and, and to really not miss any episodes or anything, go ahead and hit us up on social media as well as like, rate, review, and subscribe. Finally, just want to say a quick thanks to my EmpowerGuard team, Karen, Ricky, Brian, and Jasmani. And until next time, do not forget to empower good.